Yeah, that's how we gonna hit it off. So drop the crowd kite, make a 2000. Check it how we flip shit. 2000. The Doogie running shit in. 2000. Grand Poober flipping shit for. 2000. Here comes the brother from the future, man. I got what suits you. Fake them seeds go away. You let your label prostitute you. Give me my space and let the swing a swing, nigga. Don't you know that Jane can't even stop this crazy thing? I like the most because I'm the host with the most. Bag a few honeys and I'm. Damn, 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 damn. I'm sitting here reminiscing. That was a hip-hop classic to me from the 90s. Shout out to Grand Pooba, yo. Grand Pooba from the legendary group Brand Nubian. I always thought Grand Pooba was very slept-on artist. MC, you know, dope with the gear, dope with the style, everything. You know what I'm saying? But, hey, this is Miz 100. This is the 16s and Things, the podcast. I know I came right in on, you know what I'm saying? I came right in on the recording talking about the song. But, that, yeah, I had to had to go back digging to the 90s with that throwback right there, Grand Pooba. You know, if y'all, if y'all, y'all know the song, you know what I'm talking about. Grand Pooba, he was that dude, yo. He was that dude in the 90s, yo. He left Brand Newbie and he ended up going... You know, taking a solo career or whatever. But what's good, y'all? What is good? It's a lot to talk about. I'm not going to be too long-winded or none of that. But it is Super Bowl weekend and Valentine's Day weekend. It's an odd combination. I mean, it's an odd combination. I don't think it ever been like that. Um, If I'm, you know, if I'm wrong about that, you know, uh, hit me up. On Twitter at Ms. 100. Well, actually, on Twitter, it's at Mr. 100 spelled out, and on Instagram, it's Ms. 100. But yeah, I don't think it never was uh, set up like that. It always was the Super Bowl was always like a week before Valentine's Day weekend. Um, and I, it seemed like that was set up on purpose for the men. I don't know. I could be wrong about that. You know what I'm saying? I really, really could be wrong about that. But I think most dudes in relationships getting dealt, uh, you know, getting dealt, you know, to deal with a, a very unfair holiday. We all know Valentine's Day is more geared to to the to the woman. You know, some dudes out there, they getting bullied. You know what I'm saying? They're getting bullied into celebrating Valentine's Day by their ladies because their ladies telling them, you know, no yam sauce again. Or, you know, if we don't do something, you know, for this bullshit ass holiday. But listen, you know what I'm saying? Let me let me get off my rant about Valentine's Day. And, you know, but, you know, to each his own, you know, they say it's a holiday about love, you know, but we all know men get the short end of the stick. It is what it is. And to the women that's out there listening, I hope you are treating your man just as well as he's treating you. And, you know, it should be the loving and, and gifts and all that should be reciprocal, you know, whatever, you know. But our holiday, you know, to those men that's in, into sports, our real holiday is the Super Bowl. Yes, it is. It's the fucking Super Bowl. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? We we have a, a great old time. I remember uh, I went to a Super Bowl party. This was back in 
I say the late 90s or early 2000s. I'm never going to forget this this Super Bowl experience. Um, I went there with my OGs. They told me to come through. They was having a dope Super Bowl party. Uh, I was told that this particular person always have good off the hook. Well, what they say nowadays, lit, lit Super Bowl parties or whatever. So I got there and they, um, I forgot what Super Bowl it was, but... They said, y'all ready for the halftime show? I'm like, damn, you know, who performing? You know, I'm thinking they talking about who at the Super Bowl, who, you know, on the TV. They're like, no, they they fucking muted the TV and a bunch of strippers came out. I said, well, goddamn, yam sauce, yam sauce, yam sauce. That's all I'm going to talk about that experience, though. But, yeah, that was like in the late 90s, uh, early 2000s. I'm, I'm not sure. It was a good time. It was a good time. Yes, it was. You know what I'm saying? But I'm going to transition into my first topic that I'm going to be getting into today. And that is I know what I'm about to say. Probably going to break a few people's hearts or, you know, probably going to ruffle some of the hip-hop heads' feathers. But... Dr. Dre finally released the um, Grand Theft Auto songs onto the stream and all streaming platforms. I think when it first came out, it, you know, you had some people putting it on YouTube. And um, I don't, me per se, I don't like to listen to music on YouTube. Um, I'm, I'm an Apple Music guy. Uh, the quality just sounds better on some of the streaming platforms versus YouTube. That's, that's my opinion. Um, and shit, I paid $10 a month. Yeah, that's that's my favorite bill I like to pay anyway. I pay that, pay Apple Music $10 a month. I've been a, a loyal customer to them for shit, probably uh, uh, since they first started. Whenever they first started, I, I said, sign me up. Sign me up. But let me get into what I was talking about as far as this uh Grand Theft Auto. I mean, shout shout out Dr. Dre though, because um, I think this is the first of its kind where an artist actually released a whole, um, I a whole, I guess EP, not an album. It's about six songs uh, through um, GTA or whatever. But yo, you know, shout out to Dr. Dre. Says nothing, you know, no no hating or nothing. But I'm starting to think. The hype about Dr. Dre is getting stale. I think it's getting stale. His music to me is that he's releasing, you know, lately is old. I mean, it's overrated. Um, I didn't mean to say old, but I I think Dr. Dre music, the hype and and everything is stale. It's overrated. Out Out of those six songs, um, on the EP, I was only feeling one song, and that song is called The Scenic Route, featuring Rick Ross and Anderson Pack. Um, I thought the production was was the best out of the six songs. I, I thought uh, Rick Ross, he did a good job with his delivery and spitting. Um, and I'm a big fan of Anderson Pack. I like the young guy. He's a very talented dude. I, 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 I love what he's doing with his career. You um, Anderson Pack is super dope. So shout out to Anderson Pack, but Dr. Dre, man, like I think at this point, I don't even want to hear Dr. Dre rapping. I just prefer to hear his production and you know, uh, 
That's it. I don't, I don't, I, I know he doesn't write for himself, which I don't care about that. But at this point, I don't think Dr. Dre should rap. I don't want to hear Dr. Dre rapping in 2022. That's just my opinion. Um, I don't think he, he, he rides the beats, uh, nice. Um, I just don't, I just don't like it. You know what I'm saying? If I want to hear Dr. Dre rapping, I'll go back to listen to ONWA. You know what I mean? That's fuck it. That's just my opinion. I'm going to the next topic. The Pro Bowl. What a fucking disaster, yo. You know, I haven't watched the Pro Bowl since probably like the early 2000s. And um, it just wasn't something that I was into watching the Pro Bowls. Um, that I really used to be into the Pro Bowls was in the 90s. Um, but something told me, um, you know, I was chilling with my mom. Uh, shout out to my mom. Me, I have, I sh- me and her share the same birthday. I was born on her birthday. Um, so shout out to my mom. You know, it, you know, the, the Pro Bowl was on my birthday. So I'm like, well, let me tune in to see what this, what this is about. I haven't watched in years. And I tuned in and I seen fucking tag football. These big brolic motherfuckers on the field with their uniforms on. Helmet, shoulder pads, cleats, thigh pads, butt pads, and y'all motherfuckers out there playing tag, playing tag, the NFL should be embarrassed. They shouldn't be embarrassed of themselves to televise some bullshit like that. It was horrible. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, how can you even fucking display some highlights on motherfuckers getting tagged? We talking about the NFL. Are y'all fucking serious, yo? Yo, the thing about the whole... I don't think the NFL needs an all-star. They don't need an all-star game, pro bowl. They don't need it. What they should do is just continue to do the fun games, like the fastest man contest, and, you know, continue those games. You know, what quarterback can throw the farthest, and the accuracy test, and... The wide receiver tests and all that kind of shit. That's dope. That's dope. That's pretty cool. Cool to see. You know, to get to see how uh, athletic your favorite players are and all that. That's pretty dope. But they could have the rest of that shit. The NFL, they they stole some money. So those people that were sitting in them stands, they they definitely, uh, you know, they, they robbed y'all. They robbed y'all. So that was some bullshit. Definitely bullshit. So I'm going to get on to my next topic. Before I take a sip of my iced tea. No alcoholic beverages right now. But um, the blockbuster trade happened. The blockbuster trade finally happened. The Sixers got rid of Ben Lemons. Yes, I call Ben Simmons Ben Lemons. Because he's a fucking lemon. His career... Is a bust. I don't care what nobody say. He isn't mentally strong. He's a coward. He's a pussy. He's a bitch. Yes, yes. The vulgar language. Yes, 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 yes. Ben Lemons, he gets the vulgar language. Yes, he does. So the Sixers traded James Harden. 
to the Sixers for Ben Lemons. And, you know, I've been looking at the ESPNs and, you know, having the little uh, debates between my friends and everything. Everybody had dope opinions. Um, But for the most part, I'm seeing like a lot of people were saying that the Nets won on this, won on this trade because of the draft picks and, you know, Sixers gave up um, Seth Curry and they gave up Drummond. Now, I felt as though that losing Drummond was a big deal. That was a big deal as far as the Sixers. Um, Because having Drummond able to uh, relieve and beat, and he gets in there, he throws elbows and you know, get his his rebounds. I, I mean, what and, and they said uh, nineteen minutes. He's averaging eight eight rebounds or some shit like that. Like, you know, let's not forget Andre Drummond was a was an all star. You know, he is an all star. You know, he really can start on some teams out there. So, uh, getting the Nets getting a big man like that is definitely needed because the Nets didn't even have defense. They all offense with all. All them players, Harden, Kyrie, um, KD, Blake Griffin, no defense. They had no defense. So get them getting drumming definitely is a big help for them. Um, so, you know, they're saying when Nets are healthy and they all together, they're they going to be a problem. But to me, I still see the problem coming down to the Bucks and the Miami Heat. Both two solid teams. Um, they're 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 pretty healthy right now. Um, they're going to be the teams to, to worry about in the playoffs. Everybody else, uh, if if Harden comes to play, like they said, he he wanted to come to Philly and all that, he, you know, and he want to play with Embiid. It's going to be nice. It's definitely going to be nice. That pick and roll going to be vicious. It's going to be hard to defend a pick and roll between Embiid and Harden. I tell you. Um, so, yo, shout out to the Sixers for, for, for hanging in there and getting it, getting the, the player that they, they wanted because the way it was looking, it was almost looking like they was going to have to give up Ben Lemons for nobody. And that would have been, that just would have been bad. Sixers organization probably would have been fucked up. They took a hit for, for, for a while, you know what I mean? But, um, Besides the Sixers, you know, all this Sixers talk, you know, I'm not, I'm from Philly, born and raised, but I'm a Lakers fan. I know some motherfuckers in Philly, they, they, they can't stand when I say shit like that. How the fuck you a Lakers fan? Yeah, man, you ain't born in California. Nah, Magic was my favorite player. Magic still is like favorite player, you know, uh, all time player. So I, I like Magic and that's why I was a Lakers fan, still a Lakers fan, not was, still a Lakers fan, but I was just disappointed with the Lakers not making a move. They really got to get rid of Westbrook. Um, Westbrook got to go. They need to pick up some some more pieces, some more shooters. Um, like in the way Monk is playing. Monk is playing good. Um, I don't really care for AD no more. I, at this point, uh, get rid of fucking AD. You got the chip with him. Use AD and Westbrook for... Um, some trade bait that's where i'm at with it and i'm gonna leave it there so before i go into this interlude um i gotta tell you my song of the week is by benny the butcher called johnny p's caddy featuring j cole this is his single of tana talk 4 i'm well i'm assuming it is 
you know, them Griselda dudes release so much music. I just be fucking confused. But check out this song, and I'll be back after the interlude. Thanks. Shit don't feel as good as it look. I'ma keep it real with you. I'm straight though. The street shit made me what I am today, niggas. Nah, I went so hard for this shit. I deserve this shit, nigga. Ah, what you coming, nigga? This ain't my story about rags to riches. More about how I mastered physics. In a game I used to train like Rocky. Catching chickens. Yeah. I was nice, but they was right when they told me that rapper business. I had 10 bands in my stash when I passed over half a million. Come easy, no good. Don't be surprised I'll last these niggas. It's like they put out a smash, then they gone in a flash a minute. And then they make tracks and distance like that's gonna add up the digits. They showing fake racks and pictures like that's gonna attract the pictures. That was really me, nigga. I ain't have to act and conflict it. Only difference is I'm living. And I would've whacked one of them niggas who knew that after drug dealing, I still be casual, spending mil plus annual income. So here's my manual, then some. And this east side shit stealing me. My ability to turn words to imagery. Probably the reason they gon' remember me. Figure we walk this tightrope with a feline's agility. The streets did so much shit to me, I could never live civilly. I can never leave a scene without checking my mirrors visually. <laughs> Come with that energy, cause some shit gon' always stick with me. They wanna know what I brought to Griselda. I say validity. They asking what work that niggas put in. I'm like, what didn't we? Problems? Then I correct through the obstacles I progress. Illogical for them to feel they responsible for our success. Besides Kanye West, tell me who else I gotta respect. Cause I'm kinda perplexed. It's about time that I got my respect. It's the butcher, nigga. Let's go. About time that I got my respect, it's the butcher, nigga. Yeah. Cold fucking world. Griselda shit, you know what I mean? Griselda, Griselda, You know what it is, nigga. When I show up. On the night I was born, the rain was pouring, God was crying, lightning struck, power outage, sparks was flying, the real ones here, the young boy that walked with lions, around the outlines of chalk where the corpse is lying, of course I'm trying to revive a sport that's dying, but the guns and the drug bars that y'all are lying, got these nerves thinking that you niggas hard as iron, but that just mean I ain't as comfortable as y'all with lying, stretching the truth, no I never stress in the booth, they feel the pressure me, I feel like I just left them a masseuse Effortless, how I'm skating on these records is proof I put your favorite rapper neck in the noose Never letting them loose Cold world, the heat of blast to your speaker He the last of Mohicans, no weakness last in my sneakers Nigga want me on the song, he gon' see the wrath of the reaper I'm probably gon' go to hell if Jesus asked for a feature I'm higher than niggas, it don't need a bag full of reefer Some see the glass, is empty, I see a glass full of ether Collecting his bread and mass like he a Catholic preacher Just to count a nigga cash, you might need a calculus teacher Eureka, Einstein on the brink of the theory of relativity Really, no MC equal Feel me, Copin be lethal, crib like an old MTV show uh, On God, the best rapper alive, headshot Now go and ask the best rappers that died They tell you he never lied, nigga Tanner Talk Damn, yo, J. Cole recently been 
just flaming features, yo. I don't know if J. Cole got an album coming out. I mean, it, but these rappers always are working on music. They always recording, especially like artists like J. Cole. But this dude, J. Cole, is on another level. And I'm not taking nothing away from Benny the Butcher because he did his thing on the song. But God damn, J. Cole, uh, he spit some fire bars on air. Um, but yeah. Let's let's get into this. The Super Bowl is here, yo. The Super Bowl is here, and I'm so glad it's here, you know. And I must say, you know what I mean? You know, my team is the Eagles. I do rep Philadelphia Eagles. That is a Philadelphia team I do rep. Um, but I got to say, I'm actually proud of these two teams. Um, I think the Bengals was... They was like the Cinderella team this year. You know what I mean? Them dudes balled out. They all young. Joe Burrow, Chase, Mixon, Higgins. The defense is tough. Yeah, so they going up against some some top-notch veterans, though, on that Rams team. Um, but I, I got to I, I just – before I, I give my prediction of who I think will win this game, I got to go into my conspiracy – Theorist back. <laughs> Those who are close to me know I'm a big uh, conspiracy theory, theory. Excuse me, theorist. And um, y'all don't like. I mean, you like the Rams. The Super Bowl is being hosted in LA. <laughs> the Rams are the LA Rams. You know they're actually. The team, the city that the the, the the Super Bowl is being hosted in, they they made the Super Bowl last year. It was Tom Brady's first year there, and the Super Bowl was hosted in Tampa, and they went to the Super Bowl and they won his first year there. I thought that was it was great, but I thought my my spidey senses start going off like, damn, there's some. This shit, this you can't make this shit up. This shit is this shit is too like formatted and shit. It's like you know, formatted into the fucking matrix, some the matrix or some shit. You know what I mean? Um, but this year was Matthew Stafford's first year with the Rams. You know, um, and the fucking Rams is hosting the, the LA is hosting the Super Bowl and he made it to the Super Bowl, but. I don't know. It's just it's just adding up too fucking perfect to me. Um, but you know, those out there who agree with me, hit me up. Or if you don't agree with me, hit me up on my Twitter at Mister One Hundred Spelled Out. But I'm giving my prediction, and I'm gonna go with the Rams. Um, this has nothing to do with my conspiracy, but I think the Rams are going to win due to them having the veterans and you know the veteran leadership and i just think the rams defense is better than the Bengals' defense i think um the rams offense is is dope i don't think i don't see the Bengals shutting cup down um if they do i would be surprised if they shut down um cooper cup that'd be that'd be crazy but the rams held the you know, that defensive line, them linebackers, they held their own against um, the running game this year. So I know the Bengals do run the ball with Mixon. 
and mix and run that rock hard. Uh, and, he, and he got breakaway speed. And he actually got hands out of the backfield. So uh, it's going to be uh, pretty interesting. Uh, I mean, it's amazing to see a quarterback like so young, like Joe Burrow, to make it to Super Bowl his first, well, I'm saying first full season because last season he got injured. That was his rookie year. And this really counts to me as his first full season as the starting quarterback of the Bengals. And he took them to the Super Bowl. And I got to say, got to say, this was a very entertaining playoff, um, NFL playoffs this year. It was very entertaining. Uh, the whole season was pretty entertaining. Um, and, you know, it came to in the air with, with Tom Brady and all that. But, yeah, my choice is the Rams. I, I, I think the Rams is going to gonna win it. That's just my opinion right there. Um I'm going to my next topic, and I got to get into this situation that's going on with Coach Brian Flores. Um, you know, some people are asking, did he ruin his coaching chances with the NFL due to him revealing some of the unethical tactics that's been going on by other owners to, to not grant Coach Flores, a, 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 a interview, um, a coaching interview is unfair, you know, because I think they put out there that it's only four or five um, black NFL coaches. And I mean, this, this, I mean, let's keep it a bean, you know, uh, probably like 80 percent of the motherfucking players are black, you know, and. And uh, maybe 80 to 90, 85 to 90 percent of the NFL owners or shit. That's probably a, uh, actually that's probably like 100 percent that the the owners, the team um, are uh, Caucasian. You know what I'm saying? If they're not uh, um, Caucasian, they're they're, uh, you know, something else of a different ethnicity. But um it's been foul, you know, and, and I'm going to say, like, this situation is turning into uh, similar to the Kaepernick situation as far as him being blackballed because I think that's what's going to end up happening. Um, and I I, I want to uh, shout out um, Coach Flores for standing strong on his beliefs and realizing that he probably won't have a chance to coach in the NFL because of the things that he didn't reveal to the public or what's going on with him. And I don't blame him. If this is something that you love to do, you put your heart and soul into it, and, you know, you, you feel how you feel, hey, listen, you know, you you if you're a man of uh, 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 great morale, do what you got to do, you know. But the flip side of it is, NFL is a corporation. These teams is ran like businesses. You know what I'm saying? And um, he put out there that he was supposed to get paid a certain amount of money if he tanked the season for the Dolphins, and he he didn't. You know, but most of the time when you work for corporations, you if you don't follow suit or what they want you to do, what, what their goals are for that company, you know, they going to off you. And my whole thing is this. Um, business is a dirty game. 
Um, when you get into business, you can't attach your feelings to it. You really can't. Um, will I say that it was some racial undertones to it? Yes, absolutely. Uh, definitely still a lot of racism going on behind closed doors in the NFL. Um, we all know that. But, you know, um, hopefully, you know, things could be able to change due to Brian Flores uh, revealing things, putting that shit out there to the public. Hopefully this could be the turning factor to, you know, open the door up in the next five years for us to not only have four or five black coaches in the NFL, but maybe have 10, you know what I'm saying? Maybe get 10 coaches or or. or you know, who knows? You know what I mean? And maybe we get the a bunch of Jay Z's and, and, and Puff Puff Puffies and, and and Snoops and you know whoever put their money together, fifty cent put their money together and buy a fucking team. You know what I mean? Kanye, you know Kanye out there talking big shit. You know what I mean? That'd that'd be dope for them to put together uh, uh, some type of um, business plan to own um, an NFL team. That'd be dope. You know what I mean? But that's my opinion about that. It's a fucked up situation. It just is. It's, it's the way the world, it's the way business operates. And it ain't no changing racism. And it ain't no changing the way businesses are ran. That's just real talk. On to my next topic. Pusha T. It looks like Pusha T is out there prepping for a new album. He released a new single produced by Kanye and 88 Keys. And Pusha out there talking heavy. He declaring himself the best street rapper ever. You know, uh, <laughs> the single that he released was called Diet Coke, which I thought that was a funny play on words and shit. You know, he always talking that Coke talk and... You know, we know Pusha not out, in the, he not in the game, you know, selling coke no more. You know, he he's, he's selling rhymes and um, clothes now and shit like that. But I will say Pusha is one of those dudes who, when it comes to talking that coke talk, he just, he just might be one of the best at it. You know what I'm saying? He might be one of the best at it, you know, um, because... What you have is when you when you hear Pusha talk that talk, you could tell he lived the life. You know, he lived the life for a brief period in his life. So he's able to talk about it and sound like he knows what he's talking about instead of fabricating stories and, you know, just talking some outlandish fake shit. You know what I mean? But I'm gonna let y'all know who my top five street rappers are. Um I'm going to go with Styles P. You know, this ain't in no particular order. You know, this is just five that came off the top of my head. Styles P, first one, Beanie Siegel, Pusha T, Scarface. Damn. Here I'm talking top five and shit. I can't even think of a fifth one right now, y'all. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> I'm talking about you, top five. My top five favorites and shit. I can't think of another one right now, and I can't. Um, but listen, you listen to this episode, 
Let me know. Let me know your five. Your five favorite street rappers. You know what I'm saying? So thanks for listening. It's been real. Continue to to follow the podcast. Follow me on social media. And I appreciate, appreciate you listening. Peace. Like a gender revealing, I got that feeling like a